Welcome to Milkman Sports, delivered fresh daily with your hosts, Casey Avila and Derek DeRuder. What's up, football fans? Welcome into another episode of the Milkman Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Red, and I'm joined as always by Casey and Garrett. Tonight, we're going to be uh, into preview part two of week three so get ready to set your lineups all the good stuff uh we are going to be talking about the minnesota vikings first so i'm pretty excited about that but before we get started how you guys doing tonight casey go first um yeah i'm doing good man just middle of the week kind of just waiting for football again so we got uh, thursday night football game tomorrow and then we're just right back into the swing of things so i'm good to go how you doing g Good. I'm sitting in a hotel room up north, uh, talking to a couple of buddies about football. So, life uh, Ooh, business trip. Did you get into the <laughs> little bar for it, the mini bar? No, no, I didn't. I didn't crack the mini bar, but I did go down to the regular bar, <laughs> and I had some <laughs> drinks. <laughs> Where? Oh yeah. Was that on the per diem? Um, maybe. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Good man. Good. It sounds like you're ready to go. You're primed, aren't you? Primed and ready to go. You said we got Minnesota first, and uh, I just traded for Kirk Cousins, so I am ready for this bounce back. Ooh, let's lead in with that. Your love. I appreciate your love. Let's do it. Yeah, let's lead in with that. So Detroit is at Minnesota. They're both one and one. Um, What did you trade for Kirk Cousins? Um, I gave up Hunter Renfro straight across. In That's a single fair. quarterback league, I assume. Single redraft, yeah, PPR. That's... All right. Yeah. How you guys about what, what was your quarterback situation? My quarterback situation, I have um, Joey B. Ooh, Wait, that no. offensive line is bad, too. Is this? Yeah. Yeah, well, yes. Kirk Cousins is, could be in for a backup. He's he's playing in the morning. It's not a primetime game. So. I lied. It wasn't Kirk Cousins. Why did I say Kirk Cousins? It was Adam Thielen. Why'd you guys make me lie? I was, was oh, white, oh, white receiver. Yeah, I was white, like, white receiver. I was right, wondering. Right. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. yeah I, I could tell I you've had a couple beers. Either. Yeah, <laughs> I had a couple. I was like, that's oh, okay. Why does that sound stupid? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. But you know what? All We're right. all humans and do fun shit. So, all right, no worries. Yeah, you traded. Uh, Thielen for Thielen. Uh, Thielen. Thielen for Renfro in Renfro. our listener league with Casey's uncle, correct? Yes. Right. Yeah, he Your keeps uncle... changing his team name. It was like Slim Jesus, then it was ETN some bass, and now it's my ball, Zach Ertz. He's going to keep changing it every week. Well, he's so. got to get ETN's name out of there because he ain't doing nothing for us right now. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. let's go. Let's get on this preview since um... – you know, we are going to, we're not doing five games tonight. We are going to be talking about six. So, right. Yeah. No, so, let's get in it. So, so, Kirk Cousins um, coming off of the not prime time game. Team. Yeah. Right. Not uh, on my team, but I am hoping for the bounce back because he is on the team. He's, <laughs> he's listed over here at 283 and a half passing, um, but he's, you know, playing Detroit, who's given up a lot in the air so far. So, I feel like that's a little high. I'd be hitting the under, but I think he could certainly have a better week than he did last week against the Eagles. That was that was terrible on Monday night. Oh, that was horrible. But what do you expect, though, on Monday night? It's it's Cousins on Monday night. We all know he's going to be bad. 
Um, I do like the idea of Garrett saying that Cousins is going to have a bounce back. Detroit does allow a lot of fantasy points. So um, especially playing in a dome, Minnesota's at home. If you go look at Justin Jefferson's numbers when he's playing inside versus outside, the numbers are significantly better. So a uh, big bounce back game from Jefferson. You can expect Thielen to fall into the end zone. Detroit allows a lot of high end wide receivers in fantasy. So well, yeah, I hope fire Thielen, up Cousins. I hope Thielen can fall into the end zone. He hasn't done it yet. And they basically didn't start targeting him until the late fourth quarter. So man, that's yeah, really a game concerning. and a half. It's a game think, and a half. Like after after halftime, that game was over. I'm sorry. Like Minnesota just had no drive at all to even attempt to try and win that game. It was it was an embarrassment show. And they're gonna come back. They're at home. They're in a dome. I like Cousins as a quarterback, low end quarterback one this week. And Jefferson, you could fire up and he'd be firing on all cylinders. So Thielen is at fifty and a half receiving yards over or under. Over. Over this oh. week. Okay. I think there's a good bounce back potential here. He's they, this whole offense. It's like uh, I think it's going to be one of those. He he's not really one to make noise, but it's like one of those squeaky wheel gets greased. Like he's been not targeted much to the first couple of games, or he just hasn't been able to do a whole lot with it. So, um, yeah, I think yeah. this could be a get right spot. And obviously Jefferson Firebump as a strong wide receiver one. Um, let's talk Irv about Dalvin Cook. Oh, oh, I was gonna say let's not well, let's yeah. talk about Irvin Smith for real quick and oh yeah, he's interesting. okay next. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, he had he had a good week too. He actually had a good week too, and like not outstanding, but eight targets, caught really? five for a touchdown. Um, was only playing at a little more than half the snaps at fifty six percent. I'm not chasing. Yeah, I'm not chasing either. I'm just. I well, don't there was a report last. that they do want to use him a little bit more, especially if you know Jefferson's pulling all this attention, and if Thielen is really taking the step with Father Time. You know, maybe they are trying to convert over the Irv Smith. He is coming off of a major injury. You know, maybe they're just trying to slow play him in. But I think he's worth an add if he's available in your leagues. You're not really ready to start him yet, but he's definitely rosterable at this point. And I've, I I haven't traded for Irv Smith in any dynasty league. This is not just me being a homer. This is just stuff that I've heard. Tight in positions tight. We're all looking for one. Uh, Minnesota throws the ball a lot. Why not? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like Thielen will be the beneficiary of like if they get this passing offense balanced out this week. Irv Smith, he yeah, there are worse tight end two options to be sitting on. Um, he's worth an ad, but I wouldn't be rushing to the waiver to get him only if like you had Noah Fant as your second tight end, like you know something like that. Well, that's o. progress because yeah, a Albert lot of o. people love yeah. Noah Fant this year. So the fact that you're already putting Nerve Smith over Noah Fant, that's good to hear. Yeah, um, Dalvin Cook had a bad week against Philly, and I think that was just, you know, yeah, the the whole Philly. offense just seemed dysfunctional. He only got six carries, caught four passes against Detroit. Yeah, I think he's in for a bounce back. He is listed at seventy five and a half rushing. What do you think, uh, Garrett? Over under. 75 could be close. Uh, it would be nice to see him hit the over because kind of struggled, but um, right last week? Yeah, 17 yards. I was like, I don't remember him doing shit. Caught a couple of balls. He didn't. Um, I think he should be a strong bounce back candidate, but I think 70 is a good number. I'm not, I think it's good. Yeah. So, so you kind of hitting the under red. You're a Vikings yeah. fan, so you might be a little biased. Um, I kind of think that he's in, he, you know, he had 90 rush yards first game. This is a bad game. I, he's still looking for his blow up game. And 
you know, he's one of the better running backs in the league. You know, he's going to have some. I think the matchup dictates that. This is a, I would be hitting the over this week for Jefferson or for uh, Cook and like under for Cousins. Even Jefferson at 96 and a half receiving yards, it's a little high for me. I think that they're going to run the ball this time. Yeah. Probably. So are we buying Jared Goff? Because he is the number nine quarterback in fantasy right now, at least in our listener league. And he's coming off of a four touchdown game, no picks. Um, only two fifty six passing. I shouldn't really say only. Like that's that's healthy. Um, against Minnesota, you know, hey, the Eagles just lit him up. I don't know. He could be a streaming option this week. Yeah. 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 He, I think he's going to start him as a quarterback too. High end quarterback too. Yep. yep. I I think that that's offensive line is strong. They got enough talent. Well, you know, between the running backs, the receivers, the tight end. So yeah, Goff two forty five and a half. I could even see the under on that, but I'll take the over. Um, you know, I think you could throw for a couple of touchdowns easy in this game too to bump him up. Um, so St. Brown, Almond Ross St. Brown, obviously he's the number three receiver in fantasy. He's coming off of a big game, nine for one sixteen and two touchdowns. He's back on that crazy streak. Well, I gotta mention too, he had two carries for sixty-eight rush yards too. So um he really blew it up this week in the listener league, forty-two point four points. Going back to last year, he's on a really long streak of just good fantasy games. So I think you got to fire him up, and and this matchup too. Shit, man! Like it's hard to keep him out of the wide receiver one conversation at this point. I, that's a big jump from where I, you know, I was putting him in that like high wide receiver three category. But I think he's as long as he's playing like this, he's a low wide receiver one, huh? Yeah, he's and low wide receiver we, one. He's he, yeah, he's he's definitely going growing up my uh, ranking. So I just remember watching him get drafted to some teams like as a wide receiver too. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, I understand the hype around him, but I mean, at the end of the day, I didn't want him more than a wide receiver three, but I was more comfortable with them as a flex, you know, but I mean, I know it's only two weeks and, but I mean, he's, you can't, you can't argue with the streak that he's been on. So, I mean, moving forward, you got to treat him like a wide receiver, I mean, he's. I know he's putting up wide receiver one numbers, but you know, let's expect a little regression here. And what he probably becomes what a wide receiver two. So, yeah, congratulations to those who got him as a wide receiver two. It's a little bit of a reach. You probably could have got him as a three or four, but you know what? He's not hurting your roster. So, congratulations to those who got him. He could finish as a receiver one if he fucking keeps doing this. So, I just want to see what happens when JMO comes back. Are you guys in on Shark still? Because we, we kind of no. liked him after week one, and week two kind of came back down to earth. Uh, yeah, no, flying I'm, back I'm down to earth. He, like, cratered earth, I think. He's just boo he, um, Like they, t- they took shots toward bust, him, but yes. some were overthrown, this and that. It's He's too boom-bust, man. Like, if he has a big day and you have him on your roster, try and move on from him. Yeah, eight targets in week one, four targets in week two. Didn't catch any of them. I'm not, like, cutting him necessarily. I think that no, he's actually so worthwhile. But um, I would say that, like, he's, his over-under this week is 36.5. I think he could hit the over on that. I think last week was just a little bit of an anomaly. He's still not quite, you know, we're going to remember this is his first time with this team. He's kind of working at the Kinks. I believe in him a little more. I think that's just because I believe in the Detroit Lions offense. Can't believe I'm saying that. Um, but You've been drinking that. That juice, huh? Uh, that that you've been hanging Dan out with Campbell, Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell Kool Aid. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dan, DJ Chark, I think he's still rosterable, but I wouldn't start him this week. What about Hawk though? Because CJ Hawkinson, he, he's playing 
you know, about 90% of the snaps, seven targets in back-to-back weeks, but he's not doing much with them. This week, only three for 26. Last year, four for 38. No touchdowns. Are we still... You have to keep starting him. Yeah, I, I mean, say, the volume's like... there. Yeah, that's I mean, my, if that's you tell team. me, yeah, I got a tight end that's starting in my lineup that's going to get seven targets a game, you know, I'm, okay, cool. You know, I'm not excited about it, but at the same time, if I know my tight end's getting targeted, that's all I could really ask for. Right. Yeah, I think you got to keep firing him up out there, but maybe he's not as high upside as we thought. He might be a little more touchdown dependent, unfortunately. That's um, what he's going to end up being is just touchdown dependent. None of these guys are really real big, you know, athletic guys like, you know, Hawkinson is. He just had that athletic profile coming out of college. You know, he trains with George Kittle. I mean, he does everything right. It's just he just can't put it together for his fantasy owners. And I'm I'm a TJ Hawkinson owner in, you know, a couple dynasty leagues and Unfortunately, he's starting to become one of those players that's better in real life than he is for us in fantasy football. Yeah, it does appear to be that way. Um, let's talk about the running backs real fast, and then we can move on. So DeAndre Swift, um, he was coming off that ankle injury, only touched the ball seven times, but he made the most of it, five carries for 56, and then had five targets, caught two for 31 and a touchdown. He's considered the number three running back in fantasy in our listener league right now, so that's pretty strong. Big. Uh, I, I, they said that he's been better in practice and he's feeling a lot better against Minnesota. I think he could be in for a bigger workload. He played 51% of snaps last week. Week one, he played 67. I bet he plays more. Yeah, that's 67% this week. So you could fire him up as a strong RB1. Who's that, Casey? DeAndre Swift? Yeah, Swift, right? You guys feel the same? Yeah, Swift is good at football. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. stud, man. I think his carries last week were held back a little bit just because he was coming off that foot injury or whatever injury that limited Ankles. him throughout the week. So, yeah, right. so I think coming into this week, he'll be just fine. Yeah. Yeah, he should be, as long as his ankle is um, feeling, feeling good, they give him a good little shot, <laughs> I think he'll be fine, though. Yeah. Yep. 30 points a week one, half of that in week two with, half the touches so yeah Fire all away. right well we're going to move on to the next game we have the one and one baltimore ravens at the one and one new england patriots and yeah ravens coming off of a real weird game where they played well but still lost to the dolphins at least lamar jackson played well some of these other guys on offense um so I think it's safe to say we're going to fire Lamar Jackson up every week, no matter what. He's coming off of a 50-point game, you know, 318 pass yards, three touchdowns, 119 yards of the ground, and another rushing touchdown. So um, he's matchup QB proof. QB two, matchup only behind Josh. <laughs> yeah, he's the overall QB two. Yeah. Um, before jumping into the pass catchers, let's talk about the the running backs here a little bit because J.K. Dobbins practiced in full all of last week, but didn't play. He's practicing full today. It looks like he's about to make his season debut. Should be back this week. Yeah. Are you guys going to wait a week or are you guys going to throw him out there in your lineups if he's healthy? For what it's worth, this game is supposed to rain uh, in New England. I'm letting him. You know what? Still probably just because of where. Yeah, I I just don't trust the backfield, especially in the rainy, potential rainy game. It doesn't sound like anything fun. I'll wait a week. I'm kind of borderline. I, I just kind of find it funny that him and Gus Edwards had their injuries on back-to-back plays at practice last year. And Gus Edwards started this year on the pup list, right? Or is he on IR now? Short-term IR. Pup, pup list. 
populous. So how long is he out now? Six weeks? Uh, they changed four the weeks. rules this year towards a minimum of four. Yeah, so I mean, in to my knowledge, Dobbins had a more his his tear was more significant. Am I right? Um, I don't know. I yeah, thought I'm his sure. there was more. I thought there was more damage to his knee than what Gus Edwards did. Anyways, was it, am um, I imagining was one of them an Achilles? If I think Gus no, Edwards none did. of them were. No, they were they were both ACL tears back okay, to back okay. plays. Someone okay. else was Achilles. Yeah. So, anyways, I, j- I just kind of find it funny that you know Edwards goes on that list, but not Dobbins. But now Dobbins is putting in full practices, full practices, and you know what? I'm kind of optimistic about you know their usage with them because if you go look what the uh, Baltimore Ravens have done, their running backs haven't really done anything outside Lamar Jackson. So, I doubt they're going to come in and give J.K. Dobbins like the you know, but. This is a high-scoring offense, and if there's going to be, you know, 12 to 15 touches, I wouldn't mind putting him in my flex. Yeah, I think he's like a a, a very risk-reward play this week, so he could totally mm-hmm. bottom out and barely touch the ball, or he could end up, you know, I doubt he's going to get some heavy workload, but he could be really efficient. It could end up being like 10 touches, but he breaks a big, a big run, you know, scores a red zone touchdown, something like that. Right. So I would say – High risk, high reward flex. Just depends on the state of your roster. If you really don't Let me have ask you. a lot of high upside options. Yeah. I, I, I am the J.K. Dobbins owner in Anthony Cius's league. Okay. Um, just to start, th- I have, these are my four running backs. Start three of them. Brees Hall versus Cincinnati. A.J. Dillon versus Tampa Bay. James Robinson versus the Chargers. Or J.K. Dobbins versus New England. Start three of them. I think. Oh, start three of them. Yeah, yeah you get to start, start three of them this week as a flex, probably. I don't know. You're. Are you. It's between him and Brees Hall. Is so it? you're Who's comfortable starting AJ. It's Brees Hall, AJ Dillon, James Robinson, or J.K. Dobbins. James Robinson is basic is is definitely in that group. Like I'm starting him. Um. Brees Hall, AJ Dillon, JK Man, Tampa, Tampa's two. been really good against the run. The like going back to last year, even. Or and I've I've seen before. some I've seen some reports on <laughs> Aaron Jones. They're barely scratching the surface. Not saying the job's all his, but I know that's a timeshare. But I think I might start Dobbins over AJ Dillon. Yeah, I don't know. The matchup doesn't look good, and I think I might do it. Yeah. I don't know. That's a close one. I, I would say like that's like again the low upside with AJ Dillon playing Tampa Bay this week and and then Dobbins is just a the, there's that high risk high reward. You just don't know what you're going to get out of him. Although he does seem like he's going to play. The fact that their run game, <coughs> you know, their running backs have not played particularly well this year. Like they could right. plug Dobbins in. Hey, he practiced in full last week. Practiced in full this week. Hey, maybe they just completely let him go. You know, maybe he gets yep. 20 carries. That's within the range of outcomes, it wouldn't be that crazy to see that. So, yeah, I think I would play Dobbins in that group. Yep. Start him this week with low expectations. Treat him as a running back to all you Three. can really hope flex, for. Like and high in flex. Yeah, I would just really – don't even look at his stat line. Just look at his usage and the usage is there. That's going to be the victory. That's what's going to tell us what's going to happen moving forward. So – 
Well, with the pass catchers, um, Mark Andrews, it's funny, Kelsey's the number one tight end and Mark Andrews is number two. They're like finishing right where we expect them. So Andrews coming off of a big game, had 11 targets, caught nine for 104 and a touchdown, keep firing him up. Uh, Rashad Bateman had a good game, seven targets, four catches, 108 and a touchdown. That's back-to-back weeks with touchdowns. Start Uh, Rashad Bateman over Mike Evans. He strong is receiver two. He's the number 16 receiver. Yep. Which would put him like right in that strong receiver two category. I would do that. Devin Duvernay had the kick return for a touchdown. Otherwise didn't do a whole lot. He did play about a little more than half the snaps. Um, Some of that touchdown deodorant, baby. Yep. Yes, sir. I would say probably lean against starting him this week, but he's another risk reward guys. You know, he, he's still playing a lot on offense um, and the kick return touchdown. You know, he's not going to do that every week, but, you know, he's a threat for that. That helps. Yep. I think we can ignore just about everyone else. Um, yep, I agree. Yeah. On the Patriots side, Mac Jones Ugh. is projected for 244 and a half, which I know the Ravens just Under. gave up all these yards to the Dolphins, but especially if it's raining, um, that kind of seems ambitious. So I would hit the under on that. He's probably a mid QB2 at best this week, right? Like probably even more of a low QB2. That's true. Yeah, it's, a, it's just like the Ravens, like to... they just gave up all the all that to the Dolphins. But I think that's also unique, like Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. They just weren't expecting that. Now that the league is on notice, they're not going to let the Dolphins do that so often. The Ravens just happen to be the the team that got got to experience that first. <laughs> yeah, you know. the Patriots don't have anyone on their team that is like Tyree Kill or Jalen Waddle. So, you know, honestly, just... across the board at every position that in fantasy at least there's really nobody that's locked into like a particularly strong role like jacoby myers had the big you know he had a better week than he did in week one but nelson Aguilar took over and had the best day of the patriots receivers this last week you know six catches for 110 and a touchdown Devonte parker's playing more snaps than anybody but he's got one catch in two games the tight ends are awful like from a fantasy perspective and even the backfield, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, we're kind of expecting Stevenson to get more involved. Harris had a nice game, 71 uh, rush yards and a touchdown. Stevenson didn't hardly do anything, you know, nine carries, 47, I guess. But still, like, everyone's kind of in a shaky spot here. Do you, you guys trust anyone on this offense? No. Uh, not, the running not backs, really and that's it. I don't want if nothing I... to do with Mac Jones. Nope. If I had to start anybody, it would probably would be Damian Harris. If I had to start a receiver, it would be Jacoby. Well, Jacoby's the number 23 receiver in fantasy right now. He's coming off of a 13-target game, caught nine so, for 95. Yeah, I, I mean, he's playing more snaps than any of these other Patriots receivers, which is encouraging. He is kind of just like that reliable receiver they have, but he's not quite like that reliable slot receiver. This is probably because they don't have Tom Brady there anymore where the slot receiver just going to eat up targets like crazy. So Myers is like got that same role, but doesn't have the quarterback to get him the balls as much as we'd like to. So Myers is still like probably like a mid flex for me. Harris is like a mid flex. Stevenson is like a low flex right now. He did play more snaps than Harris did last week. Yeah, that's true. He played 62% versus Harris's 40. So, you know, that could be a changing of the guard. It's just the Patriots, man. We just don't know what the fuck they're going to do. So, I don't yeah, know. We're gonna get we just Sarge know they love we just yeah, know we... they love the running backs and that's it. Like start all I'm your cool Patriots. With the running backs. Yeah, start all your Patriots with a grain of salt though, like just 
Yeah, it could be Harris. It could be Stevenson with the receivers. It could be Aguilar instead of Myers. It could be Parker popping off for a big game. I don't feel particularly well about any of them. Yeah, yeah. like I feel like, you know, Harris, Stevenson, and Myers are all flex options at best. Yep. Still waiting for, for Stevenson to pop, maybe. Yeah, we'll hopefully see. that'll happen. Uh, we may have been wrong on that one, though. So, eee, I know. Yeah. It's just... yeah, we're entitled to be wrong once in a while. We were right on a lot of players. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, it, it is Belichick. Cincinnati and the Jets, though. Yeah, another, another rainy game. 0-2 Bengals at the 1-1 and Jets. And, yeah, I think we did not expect to see the Bengals 0-2 to start the year. But they played, you know, they had a tough matchup. Well, I shouldn't say they had a tough matchup. They played in a close matchup with the Cowboys last week. On paper, they should have won that. But then they go down to overtime, almost tied with the Steelers week one. So they're staying competitive. The offensive line's just not been great, though, and that seems to be affecting things a bit. Red, Joe Burrow is projected 266.5 against the Jets. Is this a get-right game for him? No. That O-line sucks, dude. That O-line is bad. I thought it got better, but it is bad. Bad, bad, bad. Until Joe Mixon can actually like have a decent game, I, I don't care if he's playing the Jets. Like I'm taking the under on his passing yards. Even if they do have a great game, what if they're up at halftime and you know game script is all right? Well, we have this big old lead and our O line sucks. You know what? We're just gonna run it out with Joe Mixon. I, I'm cool off Joe Burrow this week. He's still surprisingly the number 11 quarterback in fantasy right now. Week one, he goes for 338, two touchdowns, but four picks. He did have 47 rush yards. And then here in week two, 199 pass yards, one touchdown, no picks. So the fact that he's ranked at high kind of looks funny to me. Like, kind of feel like he should be ranked lower. But let's just, you know, must not be getting a lot of high scores from the QB position right now. I don't know. I kind of feel like this is a get-right game for him. The, the O-line does not look good, but... Against the Jets. But they're playing the Jets. Yeah, the Jets are one of the worst fantasy defenses right now. They are the number 28, to be exact, in our listener league. They got zero last week. Um, yeah, I think the Bengals can take advantage of a good matchup here. So I'd be playing Burrow as like a low QB1, like 266.5. I think he'll hit the over. Uh, Chase, Higgins, both of those guys will should be fine as like a wide receiver one and two this week. Tyler Boyd is still just kind of like stash him. He's playing. He played 81% of snaps last week, but only two targets. Hayden Hurst was the one who had a, you know, seven targets caught five for 24. So not particularly efficient, but he's playing a lot too. Just someone to keep an eye on. He's not, I'd rather have uh who's the title we were talking about earlier, red. Um, Herb Smith. Yeah. Herb Smith. I'd rather have Herb Smith than Herbie Hayden Hurst, Irving. I think, but Hurst. Yeah. Is, I'd rather have know, Herb than Hayden Hurst. Hurst is a little, you know, a little bit, behind Irv Smith, so he's somewhat close. But I assume you guys feel the same about the receivers, right? Like Chase Higgins should be wide receiver ones and twos this week? Uh, Chase Higgins, who's that? Or T. Higgins, sorry. <laughs> I'm just joking with you. Yeah. Uh, Talent, Higgins is more of a three. It's just I don't trust this offensive line, and I don't tr- it's not giving Burrow enough time to drop back. I mean, it, it's that simple. And until I see otherwise, like I'm cool off these guys. Like you're still going to start chasing Higgins. You just got to tip our expectations right now. They both had like 10 targets last week. So volume's still there. Uh, you still start them. Yeah. Temper your expectations, I guess. But um, this is going to be a rainy game also. Uh, so we yeah. might see a little bit more running from Joe Mixon. Maybe not though, because the offensive line is shitty. 
There is going to be a lot of running from Joe Burrow. That's for damn sure. <laughs> well, speaking of Mixon, so, so Mixon had 34 touches in week one. Now that game had the extra 10 minutes, went down to the last few seconds of overtime. Something to keep in mind there. But then week two, he plays 22 or has 22 touches. He still hasn't broke 100 yards rushing, still hasn't, you know, scored a touchdown. I, I kind of feel like he's due for one here. I don't know. The Jets, I feel like, overachieved a little bit last week with that crazy comeback. They recovered the onside kick. They had the, the blown coverage to Corey Davis on that big touchdown pass. So I think that they kind of caught lightning in the bottle last week. I think the Bengals at 0-2 are going to be ready to to show people that they're for real. So I think Joe Mixon – he should be in for a nice game. 76 and a half rush yards. I'll hit the over on that. It's got to be a yeah, bounce back game at this point. I mean, they've lost two. They're still a decent team. Um, so little, little hangover here and we'll, we'll get right though. So how about the Jets side? Joe Flacco is the number 10 quarterback, one spot ahead of Burrow. And he's coming off of a 307 yard, four touchdown game himself. He was extremely good last week, even week one, 309 and a touchdown took him Almost 60 attempts to get there, but, you know, still, hey, the Jets are throwing a lot. They, they're they going to be behind. It's going to help. This week, he's projected for 237 and a half. Garrett Wilson took a step forward last week. Kind of waiting on Elijah Moore to pop, I guess, but Tyler Conklin's been involved. I don't know. What do you guys think of the Jets this week? I like the wide receivers and the running backs. They're both, you know, not going to help you win your weeks, but they're not def- they're not going to hurt you. I'm surprised you guys haven't given me shit for spending $35 on was, Garrett Wilson. Hey, yeah, you spent a lot on Garrett Wilson in the, the listener league. That's, you know, $100 budget. You spent like, yeah, 30 some bucks. After uh, if Deontay said, Johnson was in free agency, would, how much would you guys, how much would you guys pay for Deontay Johnson if he was in free agency? He probably dropped about $35. Probably, probably more than that. Okay. If you told me there was a guy that was getting double digit targets, the first two weeks in the NFL on a losing team, you know, they're a pass happy team because they suck. They're always having to play catch up. Yeah. That's worth some fab dollars. And I, I, I distinctly remember you guys giving me shit about pick, picking up Jeff Wilson for $35 and here he shows up with a hundred total yards. So, I mean, I'm not real big on, you know, rookie wide receivers, but when you see guys getting, you know, double digit targets, you know, that's, it's kind of eye popping. So, I'm in a spot where I don't have a very good wide receiver three in the listener league. I kind of bounce around from Jarvis Landry. Oh, shit. I do have a good wide receiver three. It's a wide receiver four, I guess I don't have. So, I mean, because after after Cortland Sutton, I really don't have much. It's Jahan Dotson, which has kind of been more touchdown dependent. And then after that, I don't have anybody else. So a double-digit target guy in free agency on a losing team and he was a first round pick. So the team has a plan for him. Why not spend $30 on him if your team needs him? I mean, you're not going to spend it on, you know, when you get to the middle of the year and then at that point, you're just dealing with guys who are just injury fill-ins. I'm spending $30 on a guy that's going to make an impact on my team throughout the entire season. So I just, I just played fantasy too much to know that, free agency really pays off in the beginning of the year. That's when you find your guys that help your roster win. Yeah. Garrett Wilson week one, he had eight targets, but he only played 49% of snaps. That's a lot of targets. Well, no, like he balances out because week two, he had 14, 
So over the course of two weeks, he's got 22. But again, eight targets on 49% of snaps. Week two, 14 targets on 61% of snaps. If he's getting that many targets, I'm just saying like his snap percentages are going to keep going up. So if he can get this many targets, not even playing half the game, two-thirds of the game, like I kind of see where you're going with this. He had two touchdowns this last week, had 102 receiving yards. I mean, I feel like if you're in on Garrett Wilson, you got to be kind of out on Elijah Moore, though, right? No, I think there's room for both of them. What? No, nah, you're tripping. There's room for one on the Jets, and it's Wilson or it's Moore. I, I I don't think there's an alpha on this team. Neither of these guys profiles an alpha wide receiver. None of these guys are. Oh, that's 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 Michael Pittman. We need we need to watch him in the end zone. None of these guys put that in fear in other teams. So we're we just gonna go receiver three on both of them. Long- I'd receiver three flexes every week. Yeah, I hope unless they're Morgan... playing, unless they're playing the Bills. <laughs> well, hopefully Elijah Moore can bounce back because he's playing ninety oh, percent of snaps. He's got twelve targets through two weeks. Got eight catches for a little less than hundred yards, no touchdowns. So he started he's off getting slow, the wide but receiver he's good. one treatment from defenses. Joe Flacco's a smart quarterback and throwing it to the open guy that's not getting the attention. I'll say this. I'll, I like Garrett Wilson to continue. I, I like what I've seen the first two weeks. I think his role is going to continue to grow. And Elijah Moore's playing enough snaps to where I would say Elijah Moore could be a flex guy. Garrett Wilson, I think, is probably a higher upside flex guy, but could end up being, yeah, like a strong wide receiver three, maybe even two by the time it's all said and done. One of these rookie receivers is likely going to have a strong season. We don't know exactly which one that's going to be yet. But Garrett Wilson's off to a good start, considering he's got a backup quarterback too. Um, yeah. Here's a here's a question because there's they're saying that there's a chance that Zach Wilson plays in Week Four. Does Zach Wilson come back? Coming back, does that actually hurt or help the receivers in this offense? You would hope it would help, but Zach Wilson had you a can't better spell elite season. without Joe Flacco. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. okay, we're done. <laughs> Wrap it up, guys. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's hit the – well, I guess we should mention Tyler Conklin's name because he's the number 10 tight end right now. He had nine targets, caught six for 40 week one. Seven targets, caught four for only 16, but he did have the touchdown. So he's number 10 tight end, something to keep an eye on. You know, hey, yeah, I, keep I, would, playing them. I picked him up in a couple weeks. I was like, I'd scoop him up and just kind of stash him. I don't know if I'm starting him anytime soon, but just see if he can keep it up. Between the running backs – yeah. Between the running backs, Michael Carter played 61% of snaps this week. Brees Hall only 27%. Brees Hall had seven carries for 50 yards and then catch, caught a pass, a 10-yard pass for a touchdown. So they're, you know, Carter's definitely like playing more snaps, but he only had seven carries and then caught five passes for 27. I don't know. I, I was kind of out on Carter, was higher on Hall going into the year. I've kind of balanced that out a little bit to where, you know, Hall's come down, Carter's gone up, but... I don't really know what to make of this backfield. I'm not sure I really like either of them right now. Flex them both. Do you like mud? Not particularly. Uh, yeah, yeah. it just feels like they're canceling each other's upside out. So, Is it yeah. bad that I like all four of the Jet players that we've talked about? Carter, yeah, or, uh, the, you know, Carter, Hall, Wilson, Moore. Like, I like both. I like they all have four of those upside. guys. They have great upside. Yes. Not this year, though. They just got a lot of young talent. On offense, but they gotta they gotta wait for it all to yeah. I think they just need some time to gel it all together, especially with you know their starting quarterback being out. 
All right. We've got the 0-2 Las Vegas Raiders oh. at the 0-2 Tennessee Titans. Another rainy game, apparently. Raiders coming off that heartbreaking loss to the Cardinals where they you know, gave up the touchdown and the two-point conversion and then Let's a fumble six to end the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Red, what are your thoughts on the Raiders this week? Why is everybody oh, yeah. out on Derek Carr? I'm not. I feel he like every talk. person on Facebook, I've heard conversations at work that Derek Carr's not the guy. He needs to be better. This and that. Blah, 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 blah. No, the Raiders just had a poor game plan. They need to run the football and establish the run. And when you're only completing two passes to Javante Adams, that is a horrible game plan. I expect that to change. Carr and Adams going to hook up. We watched Diggs score three touchdowns against Tennessee on Monday night. Granted, Adams is not going to score three touchdowns. But I think there is a big bounce back game for Carr, for Adams, some other of the pass catchers. Um, I don't know if the Raiders are going to win this game, but, I mean, Tennessee hasn't really looked like a team like they usually do. Usually they're, you know, squeaking in the playoffs or whatnot, but it's just, yeah, I, I like Carr and Adams to have a good bounce back week this week for us in fantasy. Yeah, I think – I would agree. Yeah, definitely Adams bouncing back. He did have the touchdown, but only – caught two of his seven targets for 12 yards he's still somehow the number 11 receiver in fantasy because he had such a big week one 17 targets in week one like seven in week two it will probably end up being like about a dozen just about every yep. game so keep banking on that usage you know he's going to be a wide receiver one more often than not and waller's getting good usage right now too he's the number three tight end so all these rich tight ends that you drafted you know, like at the top of the draft, they're all kind of paying off right now. At least a, a lot of them are. He's coming off of an eight-target game, six catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. He only played 55% of snaps against Arizona, too, which is a little odd. Um, he wasn't injured as far as I can tell. So um, keep firing him up. What do we feel about Hunter Renfro, though? Because he did have two fumbles in overtime, so it kind of brought his stat line down a little bit. Now he's dealing with a concussion, that very last hit. Garrett likes Adam Thielen more than him. To do. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> right. Um, but he did that. he did have 10 targets this last game, caught seven for 59. Week one, he played 83% of snaps, six targets, only caught three for 21. So he's certainly off to a slow start in fantasy, but I feel like there's still enough usage here for him to be a worthwhile flex kind of guy. Yeah, wide receiver four, maybe with a little room to grow. Yeah. I want to say Elijah Moore right now. I just see I'll drink to Renfro it. kind of taking a back seat. Um, I like Renfro it's close. more. I like Renfro. It's I do. Close, I, I like yeah. I mean, there's just too many other receivers, I think, on this team. If we can figure out how to, like, not let them take Devontae away from us, then Hunter's not going to see as many targets as he did, I think. I think Hunter's targets are going to go down more than anyone's. I think he's still maybe Matt Collins. Matt Collins did see quite a bit last week, so yeah, he got targeted what at least ten times, eight times, caught five for sixty-six, no touchdown. But he was an interesting play this last week. I wouldn't be chasing any points here. No, don't chase that. Not at all. But right. I was just saying, like, if there's if there's um, pass attempts to like be taken away from him, I guess it would be from 
the two guys together, Devonta. I think it's going to be Hunters. Sure. You mentioned the run game earlier, Red. Josh Jacobs had 19 carries, but 69 rush yards, mostly inefficient. Only caught, only had one target, caught it for 12 yards. He is the number football, 32 man. running back. Good usage, 72% of snaps, week one, 60%. Um, we'd like to see it a little higher than that, but that's still not bad. What, it's kind of same old Josh Jacobs, mid to low RB2 right now. Yeah, low end RB2. I mean, you're not feeling excited about him, but I mean, he has all the talent in the world. He was great in Alabama, but I don't know. He just, just got nobody else it's just really something for touches yeah. there. I mean, we all thought Zamir White was going to be a thing. I mean, they talked about having this committee. It just left a lot, like just this foul taste in your mouth when you bring up Josh Jacobs, you know? So, I mean, he was almost like a trap play for us in drafts. So, I mean, I didn't draft a lot of them. I mean, I was taking J.K. Dobbins over him in some leagues. And, you know, I just – Josh Jacobs, he's going to – he's a touchdown-dependent running back too. They need to yeah. figure out how to use him properly because he does have a bunch of talent. And they're just – He does. I don't know. He did have 20 attempts or 19 attempts last week, 20 um, touches altogether. But I just felt like the uses he wasn't that great on our offensive line's a problem. So Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I'd I guess call I'll him say like that, a, but... I don't know if I'd call him even touchdown dependent because he's got volume more often than not, but um he just doesn't catch what was passes last week? as part of it. What did he finish volume. last week with nineteen like, touches unless... last week? Uh, 20 times to catch, you know, uh, in week one, it was 11. So if he falls between 12 and, you know, 18, you know, I think he's the number 32 or something like that for now. Yeah, that's that's because he hasn't scored a touchdown. Just give him a touchdown and he, and he bumps up. So yep. I'm not calling him touchdown dependent. I think it's a little more volume based, but the lack of uh, touches in the pass game is what's hurting him, especially in point per catch leagues where it's like, you kind of want them to make up the carries with some some catches sometimes and it just seems like if the game script gets out of hand jacobs carries go down and then he doesn't catch passes to make up for it so you got a little more risk built into playing him on a weekly basis um yep. so on the titan side Tannehill had a terrible game the titans just in general had a terrible game um derrick henry still like the the only one that's a strong play. Like, let's just get this out of the way. Tannehill is a low QB two. None of the receivers I think are really worth playing. Right. Like even Traylon Burks, like too early, Robert Woods, not doing enough. Austin Hooper, not doing enough. Like all these Agreed. guys are Agreed like across the board. It's, I feel like you there's could, no reason to even start them. You're, I, I, I would say you could have your hair out. Tannehill, Burks and Woods are all bench players. Hooper is someone I wouldn't roster. And Tanhill, yeah, the only reason why I'd be playing him is if it's like a super flex kind of two QB situation. Um, and you had it, Trey Lance and Dak Prescott, so you're forced to start him. Now, he did play Buffalo, which will be one of his toughest matchups of the year. He basically he scored 0.1 points in our listener league. You know, where the That's week more before, fantasy than I scored this week. Yeah, the week before 266 and two touchdowns. It's very QB two like so yeah I think that's just kind of what he falls into so outside of that it's really just down to Derrick Henry and he's someone like when the game gets out of hand like it did the other day he stops getting carries and doesn't really get targets so he's like a better version of Josh Jacobs but he's kind of in a similar situation just 
you know, hey, the, the, if the team gets down, he doesn't get touches anymore. But we expect him to still be extremely high volume. They're going to make sure he gets the ball. So fire him up as a strong RB1 no matter what until further notice, right? Yep. Even this last game, 13 carries, only 25 yards. But he did score the touchdown. It wasn't a complete dud, but not even a target. He got one target in week one, not even a catch. So it's just, uh, you know. Auto start. All right. Well, let's just move on to the next game. Fuck Tannehill. Yeah, just not a lot to say with that one. <laughs> yeah, um, have... Philadelphia and Washington. Yeah, two and zero Philly at one and one Washington Commander uh, Commanders, and it's supposed to rain in this game as well. A lot of rain. Jalen Squirts, put some respect on this guy's name. I was gonna say, man, like he had an excellent game again the other night. He's got he's the number three quarterback in fantasy. He had two rushing touchdowns. 57 rush yards on 11 carries at Monday Night Football. Still went 26 for 31 for 333 and a touchdown. He did have the pick, but like this is a cute locked in high end QB1. I feel like he had 17 carries in week one. He had the rushing touchdown. You know, even though he only, only went for 243 and a touchdown, he still scored 23 fantasy points. Last week's 35. This guy's going to be on a roll. He didn't even play the last quarter of the game, basically, right? Or something. No, no, no. I'm thinking, of the, I'm, th- I'm thinking of the Bills and the Titans game. I'm getting it mixed up. Jalen Hurts played to the end for this one. But, um, yeah, he fired him up as a strong QB1. Um, yeah. His rush, his rushing upside, it, is, it keeps him in that category with Lamar Jackson, basically. How do you feel, it, feel about his receivers? Devontae Smith took a big step forward on Monday night. Yeah, we talked about it in week one how he played almost all the snaps but didn't catch a pass, and then he plays even more, you know, 99% of snaps in week two. Seven targets, caught all seven for 80 yards. That's encouraging to see, you know, still worry about, like, what his overall upside is going to be with A.J. Brown there. A.J. Brown is definitely going to, you know, he got eight targets, caught five for 69 the other night. Um, so I still feel like A.J. Brown's the – the top dog there and is going to be a wide receiver. He's like a high end two, low end one for me, but Devonte Smith is like high end flex, flex for me right now. Like high end wide receiver four. What do you think red? Uh, it's a high end wide receiver four. I like the idea of that. I know week one, a lot of people got scared away from, you know, not being used at all, but the guy's too talented and they just brought in AJ Brown. They wanted to make it a point that, you know, this is our guy. Well, that's not going to dismiss, you know, Devonta Smith or even Dallas Goddard or any of you guys like that. Um, passing game, can't argue with, you know, Jalen Hurts throwing for 300 yards. I mean, as long as he's going to have high volume in passing, you know, you're going to start A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard already. But, you know, if it's a really good matchup, you could probably consider Devonta Smith as a wide receiver four. But if he, Jalen Hurts is going to go into a tougher matchup, then, yeah, you're probably not going to be starting Smith. You have to start guys like Goddard and A.J. Brown. Those are – you kind of fall under the start your studs rules. But Devonta Smith, he's someone who's just matchup dependent. Yeah, I think that's probably a good good um, observation on, on Smith being more matchup dependent. You know, his matchup is against the Commanders this week, who are the number 27 defense. Only scored five points against Jacksonville week one. They got zero against Detroit this last week, so this might be a, a good time to fire them up. It is a divisional matchup, and there's some rain, so it's something to keep an eye on. Dallas Goddard had a nice day, though. He's the number eight tight end in our league. Um, playing plenty of snaps, six targets, caught five for 82 this week. Last week, caught three for 60. 
he's kind of right there in that kind of weird mid tight end one range. There's only a couple guys in there. Maybe Pat Fryermuth is another one that comes to mind. But Goddard, I think you just keep plugging him away. You can you can start him every week pretty much. Yeah, I'd keep starting him. Um, he's going to finish as like a back end tight end one, or maybe mid tight end one at the end of the year. Garrett, what do you think of uh, Miles Sanders? Because it seems like he's definitely the lead running back here. He's coming off of a high volume game. He had 17 carries for 80 yards and then, you know, only caught three passes for six yards and do a whole lot that, but 20 touches and none of these other guys are getting touches. I got to say so far, it's only two weeks into the season, but so far I've been wrong about Miles Sanders. He's seen the ball quite a bit. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Um, He had 50% of the snaps and 20 touches last week. So basically he's on the field, like he's seeing a majority of the touch. Well, yeah, a majority of the touches, right? Um, because the other guys aren't playing that much snap percentage, but if he's on the field, he's like seeing the ball. So I'm lining them up. Yeah, Gainwell and Scott are hovering in around the twenty twenty five percent range of snaps. So it seems like they're kind of splitting the number two job. But Sanders, I don't know. He seems like the number one guy. So high end RB two with running back one upside. High end RB two. Well, he is a, the number twelve guy right now. Red, you feel the same? Sorry, I was looking at a text message. Who were we talking about? Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. Oh, like, Miles Sanders. He's called him a he's high performing, He's performing like a high high running back, but, I mean, I know it's volume based off, you know, a Jalen Hurts offense, but, you know, he's he is capped. He's He doesn't catch a lot of passes. I know he did catch three last game, but I've been burned by this Miles Sanders train, and, yeah, he's having a good little run right now, but how long before he gets banged up again or – you know, how long before we start seeing um, Kenneth Gainwell or uh, who's the other backup there? Um, oh, it don't really matter. It's just it just always seems like there's some sort of committee there. Um, yeah, Jalen Hurts is a running quarterback, so it does benefit, you know, the uh, Miles Sanders and other guys. But I don't know. It's just with the rushing quarterback, I never buy the passing upside of the running backs. And, yeah, he's mid – running back too, but I'm not excited about him every week. Maybe to me, he just has to fall into the end zone with volume for me to be like really excited about him. But if he's just getting volume, cool. 61 and a half rush yards is what they're putting him at this week. What do you think over under over? Not by much. He won't, he won't hit a hundred where, Oh, you know, yeah, he ran for 130 yards. He won me my week. He ain't doing that shit, but he he's going to rush for over 60 yards. All right, that's interesting. Um, I, like I think Let's talk it's, about it's right around that. Um, yeah, so we have Washington on the other side, and Carson Wentz is on fire to start the season, at least from a fantasy perspective. Whoa, right the water. Number four quarterback, back-to-back weeks with a little more than 28 points. He just threw for 337 and three touchdowns. He's had hey. to the fucking ball 40 wow. times at least. I mean, do you play but, him while he's hot? He's got great nope. offensive weapons. I like what he's working with over here. Uh, he played against Jacksonville and Detroit, two shitty defenses. He's going against Philly. Well, Jacksonville, hold on, hold on. Jacksonville just shut out the Colts. I know that they're missing some guys. Oh man. They shut out the Colts without Michael Pittman and old ass freaking Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't care. They may not be as bad as they look. is going to get slapped this weekend. Slapped. I think. I think you got to fire him up. Hey, this could be 
this could be a I think a high scoring game. It's a I think trap. this is gonna be a fun one. It's a trap. I'm telling you, dude. Philly's deep. Joke, man. Yeah. Well, I'm good. I, I'm good I, off win. It's like you. I have them in a dynasty league. I'm in a super flex league. You're probably considering him. I, I have no choice in one league, but if I can opt out, sell high on Wentz, I would do it, man. Like he played two pretty easy defenses week one. Like I'm good. I'm good. We know who Wentz is. He's he's a decent quarterback, but he's not someone that's going to put you over at the top to win a fantasy championship. Yeah, he's going to fall back into to Earth here soon. I don't know when Matt he'll be Matt Ryan area. He'll be between Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, kind of that tier of quarterbacks that I always fall into that I like. I mean, it's it it's just he's been on it's it's two good matchups that he's had, and I don't know. I just expect some regression. I think that Carson Wentz, you could fire him up this week as a. I think that it's going to be a high scoring game. They're going to have to keep up with Philly. The commanders have the receiving weapons to do that between their top three receivers and Logan Thomas. Still got Gibson. I would say Wentz is you know, a hot take of the week, whatever. I think he's a strong QB one. Play him while he's hot, and he's got these, got all these guys to work with. I mean, Terry McLaurin, he didn't even have a great game this past week, He, but he saw eight targets, only caught four for 75. If that's a slow game for him... You know, what's he going to pop for? Curtis Samuel's playing pretty good. He's the number nine receiver. You know, they're using him on the ground a little bit still, too. He had a carry for 21 yards just the other day. Nine targets, caught seven for 78 and a touchdown. It's a touchdown in back-to-back weeks. And even Jahan Dotson. Like, Dotson, for me, is I more sold high on Dotson. Well, check it out. 88% snaps in week one, 99 in week two. He's got three touchdowns in two weeks. Not seeing crazy amount of targets, five in back-to-back weeks. But the fact is, like, at least from the eye test, he looks like a playmaker. I think maybe he needs a little more seasoning before he's, uh, you know, a, a reliable fantasy guy. But you put salt or pepper on him? Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Like, I you like said salt you and pepper. You needed some seasoning. <laughs> I just wanted <laughs> okay. to know what you're putting on. <laughs> maybe some lemon pepper, but. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, like McLaurin, he's projected 57 and a half. Like, Garrett, where do you have him? Because I feel like he could hit that this week. Uh, um, one catch. What, what was that over? Sorry. I'm... 57.5 for Terry McLaurin. Scary oh, Terry. yeah, that should be easy. Should be easy over. Um, so how about Curtis Samuel then? Curtis Samuel's 47 and a half. I'm not quite sure. I'll take the total uh, yards on 47 and a half. <sighs> Yeah, who wouldn't? What's his well, total? Yeah, no, they. Does he have any receiving. rushing? No, they just put a receiving number up for him. They even have Dotson here at forty-one point five. So like Carson Under. Wentz is at two fifty-six point five. Like I kind of feel like yeah, Dot Dotson would be the one I'm taking the under on. The other two I think can hit the over. Wentz I think could hit the over. Logan Thomas is at thirty-two and a half. I feel like he could over. He could hit the over on that. He's gonna continue to grow his role. He played seventy-three percent of snaps last week. As far as I'm concerned, that's like starting tight end numbers, like in terms of snap percentage. He's back and he's healthy, so um, I, I like him to be a strong tight end for the rest of year. He's the number nine guy right now. Um, so how about Gibson then? Because Gibson's sitting here at forty-nine and a half rush yards over under right now. He is the number eleven fantasy running back really inefficient last week 14 for 28 
uh, did have a uh, rushing touchdown. Last week had the big receiving game. This last week only caught two passes for 13 yards on four targets. So we're seeing a little, a little bit of a mixed bag from Gibson so far. What do we think? Uh, it's a bad that I like him more than Carson Wentz this week. I mean, just because. Who do you like more, Miles him, Sanders or Gibson? Miles Sanders, throw up? baby. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with my. I'm gonna have to go with Miles Sanders too. It's it's a winning football team. They're always in scoring position. I'm all about the touchdowns. Volume is we preach volume is king. I mean, if if he's getting two to three without receptions, the Commanders. I I think Philly's gonna in the run the. Well, Gibson did last week. If you're speaking of volume, Gibson had 21 touches week one and 16 in week two, so that's nothing. Yeah, but that's pretty good. But his receptions, on the other hand, is kind of capped with JD McKissick in the backfield. We know Brian Robinson's going to come back eventually. Um, Gibson's a low end running back too, needs touchdown upside to be that high end running back too. And it's the same thing with Miles Sanders; like they're almost the identical player, or used the same way in fantasy. Yeah, I, I I think I agree with that. McKissick did step up and after a slow week one in the past game, he caught all seven of his targets for I believe it was like fifty four receiving yards. So and, and Gibson's targets went down too. Right. So yeah, I don't know exactly how that's going to shake out. Like we mentioned the other day, it's like some of these. Give me Brian Robinson back. Right. Well, he was on the field today practicing with them, so he's yeah. he looks like he's getting close. That'll be interesting to see well how that shakes this backfield up. I think for now, yeah, Gibson. So he's what like a mid RB two. Yeah, yeah, he's low in RB2, high in RB2. He needs the touchdown. Yeah. All right, well, let's go to our last game, and we have the 1-1 Jacksonville Jaguars at the 1-1 LA Chargers, and looks like this is going to be a sunny game, a little different than most of the ones we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, it's not raining. I think every game we talked yeah. about said it was going to rain, other than the Vikings, because they're in a dome. So this is like our first good weather game, oh, basically. Oh, that's dome. That's dome as... No, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Justin Herbert, uh, obviously he's the big one with his injury right now. He's listed as day-to-day with the ribs. I've kind of generally heard good things. He did throw uh, yesterday. He said he did some rotational work, individual drills the other day. So I think he's going to start. And if he starts, you're not going to sit him. So it's yeah. just really like, you know, what do you, you know, what do you guys think of his receiving core? Because like Keenan Allen says he may play this week. Uh, says he was doing individual drills right now. He's considered day-to-day with that hammy. Um, yeah, even if Keenan Allen sits, you still got to fire up Herbert as QB1. So Herbert's what do we QB1. think of so what do we yeah. think of the receivers? And we'll throw Gerald Everett into that conversation because he's the number four tight end in fantasy right now. I'm loving Gerald Everett this year for his tight end. I got him in um, so many leagues, I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, like if you drafted him at all, you're stoked this year. 10 targets um, in week two, caught six for 71. Week one, he only had four targets, but caught three for 54 and a touchdown. So if he could trade off between, hey, high-volume games without a touchdown, low-volume games with a touchdown, hey, man, I ride that all the way for my fantasy tight end. 14.4 points in week one, 13.1 in week two in our listener league. I like him. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard not to. What about uh, you, Red? on a tight end or hungry for tight ends it's a starting tight end and a high-powered offense why not yeah i think because they lack a strong number three receiving option there too like eckler obviously is going to always be involved but he's coming out of the backfield 
you know, I think like in terms of a down the field receiver, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, because like, Justin Herbert's going to throw for 5,000 yards this year, most likely. Like it's going to be something like that. So it's like, it's going to be more than just two guys that catch the ball. And it's going to be more than a third, like running back catching a bunch of dump offs. I think Everett's the the guy that benefits the most out of this in terms of like where you drafted him for value. Yeah. I think Everett's, just, he could, he's a, he's a tight end one until further notice. So obviously plug him in. Um, if Keenan Allen plays this week, though, like obviously he's a little limited right now. Are you, he's going to be worried about the hammy, or would you plug him in if he's healthy? Healthy I'm enough to play. Uh, I would start him, but I would expect a snap count. Depending, I mean, keep an eye on him. If he's just going to be limited, then mm, you could probably ex- expect a snap count. But if he gets in like full practices Friday, Saturday, then, yeah, you know, you can fire him up with confidence. So how about Mike Williams then? Because he obviously had the big game without Keenan Allen there. Ten targets, caught eight for 113 in the touchdown against Kansas City. So you got Jacksonville now. So, like, I know, Red, you're down he on He should be defense. fine again this week, I think. So what is he, though? Like, wide receiver one, wide receiver, receiver two? Receiver two numbers. Receiver two. I count and count. Yeah. Keenan Allen's probably yeah. going to get you uh, receiver three. If Keenan what? Allen plays, he's the one A. Mike Williams is the one B. Even with an in injury, my... though, like you said on the snap. Yeah, count? the in- the injury is kind of give me if still. I even if they're gonna have even when Keenan Allen comes onto the field, it's even if they don't bring him in on running plays for crying out loud, and they don't use him as a blocker, and they just bring him on for passing downs. You know, it's. It's just a matter. I, I got to see what the reports are. But, I mean, he did come out to a limited practice today. He was out there with um, Justin Herbert. So, we'll see what happens. I mean, it, it looks Keenan, like he's going to play. If he does play, you're going to start him as a wide receiver, too. If Keenan Allen is out, is Josh Palmer worth playing? Because he caught a yes. touchdown this last week, too. He was uh, he outsnapped Carter. So he was targeted eight times, caught four for 30 in the touchdown. So, you know, not oh, great counting stats, but he, flop, did, huh? but he did, yeah, 91% of snaps, played a lot. So, if, yeah, Palmer plays. Flipper, if Palmer plays, it sounds like it. I think Palmer is probably, like, if, if Allen sits, he's like a mid-flex, you know, like wide receiver four option. Um, he's, he's playing a lot, getting targeted, but he's just – not a focal point of the offense. Austin Eckler was the one who really benefited last week, had 10 targets, caught nine of them for 55. He's got 13 catches in two weeks. So, I, you know, That's obviously more PPR than a monster. couple of receivers. Yeah, PPR monster. He's not, he hasn't even had 40 yards rushing in either of his first two games, so he's not doing much there. 14 attempts in each game. Um, so, really, you know, bad numbers on that. And But I would expect that against Jacksonville, that bounces back a little bit as rushing efficiency goes up. He's probably not getting 10 targets again, especially if Keenan Allen plays, but he gets enough volume in the past game to where I'm not worried about it. PPR, RB1 all the way, and uh, backups you don't really need to worry about. I know Xander Horvath has the fullbacks got two touchdowns the first uh, couple of weeks. Don't count on that. You know, nothing to see there. Just keep firing up back yeah, there, I guess. That's crazy stuff. Um, so the Jaguars. One and one just set out the Colts, as we mentioned a couple of minutes ago. Trevor Lawrence looking like he might be living up to some of that number one overall quarterback potential. He's looked good so far. He's the number 13 fantasy QB. Uh, Yeah, he's been just solid. Hasn't done anything particularly remarkable. 
Red, what is he, like a mid-QB2 for you this week? He's a high-end QB1. Or high-end QB1. High-end QB2, Woo! excuse me. I was going to say, oh, damn. Man. Yeah, he's going to be in a shootout this weekend with Justin Herbert. So, Yeah, that's uh, Christian. Fun. Yeah, I like, I like Christian Kirk this year. Um, I was wrong about him last year. Looks like a change of scenery has done him some good. There was a stat that came out. Maybe maybe that $80 million contract helped him out. <laughs> maybe. But um, Christian Kirk is a top 12 wide receiver and pro football focuses receiving grade, yards per route run, yards per reception, and yards after the reception, yards after the catch per reception through two weeks. He's top 12 targets. in each of those categories. 18 targets through two weeks. He's caught every single one of them. He has been everything that I said he wasn't. Like he's he's balling, man. He's I take he's a back. locked in wide got... receiver two right now. He's the I... locked in wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. Yeah, I, I totally looked at that wrong. I thought he caught every one of them. So week one, um, twelve targets, six catches. Week two, six targets, six catches. So I, I messed that up there. But still, eighteen targets in two weeks, you're catching twelve of them for about two hundred yards, two touchdowns. Like that's yeah, he's the number seven and uh, receiver in our fantasy league right here. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to anoint him a wide receiver one just yet, but I, no, I said him... wide receiver one upside. He's, he's a locked yeah, in wide receiver too. Like he's like that. Um, you know, obviously things are changing as the season's going along, but going into the season, we talked about that T Higgins, DJ Moore, strong wide receiver two category. I think we even maybe mentioned that Christian Kirk had the upside to get there. I'm basically yep. putting him there right now until further notice. And he still has room you. to grow. He's got room to grow. Yeah, he's out to DJ Moore, and I love DJ Moore, and it hurts to say it, but you know I would take the talent of DJ Moore any day of the week. But for fantasy purposes, Christian Kirk has been putting in the bed every night. Right. Um, Christian Kirk, fifty nine and a half receiving yards over, over. under. Over. over. Yep. Over this shootout. I like Zay Jones this matchup too. Well, Zay Jones, we talked. To, we've talked about a couple of these other Jaguars receivers. He had the nine targets in Week One. Came. All the way down to four targets, caught three for 23, no touchdowns on the year. Um, he basically hasn't done a whole lot in fantasy yet, but if this is going to be a shootout, you're looking for a number two receiver for the Jaguars. Yeah. It seems like Zay Jones is the most likely. It's going to be one of the Joneses. Candidate. Well, they have well, Marvin Jones actually at 42 and a half receiving yards and Zay Jones at 34 and a half. So it looks like Sleeper expects Marvin Jones to do a little more. They have He's too many Joneses on their team. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Keep up with the Joneses, Red. Come on. Yeah, no kidding. Well, let's address the elephant in the room here. Are we concerned okay. over Travis Etienne? Etienne, well, I didn't. I didn't like him going into the season already. So I, I, I was already out on him. He was he not on any of my seven teams. I'm, I've never made a trade offer for him. I got no interest in Travis Etienne. Let's, uh, let's talk about. So you are James on. Robinson. Then you are Team Robinson. Yeah, but Garrett, what were you saying there a second ago? I was saying, let's uh, bring Cannon on and talk to him about Well, he's usually on on Fridays. Yeah, I actually talked to him earlier. He might come on later this week. We'll see. But ETN, though, yeah, I'm I'm out. Like This looks like James Robinson's job, man. He's playing 63% of snaps in week two. He had 23 carries for 64 yards and a touchdown. Only two targets, but ETN only had three targets, so... You know, nine carries for 20 yards, very inefficient. James Robinson wasn't the most efficient himself, but he 23 touches is that's big to me. And he had the rushing touchdown too. So, like, you got to remember too, they they shut Indianapolis out. They were just running the ball, and 
Andy knew what they were going to do. So this yards per carry probably would have been a lot higher had they, uh, you know, not been so far ahead. The fact that they're willing to give him that many touches. Um, I love it. James Robinson is a strong RB two for me and ETN is uh bench material. I don't even, not even playing him as a flex. Clyde and had some success against Kansas city last week too, right? Yeah, no, Edward Solaire, um, I can't think of his stats. Or, Edward Solaire had success against the Chargers. I said against Kansas City, but against against the <laughs> I know, Chargers. I know, right? I know he scored meant. a touchdown and stuff, right? Uh, I mean, so, I mean, and I, no, as I not, remember, not the last, Chargers not... were bad at football, uh, running bad against running back, running backs last year, right? He didn't score against the Chargers, but he did do well. He had eight carries for 74 yards and then cut all four of his oh, targets dude. for 44 yeah. yards. Fire he had two touchdowns. He had two touchdowns in week one, but um, if there's any get right game for ETN, it's going to be this game. If he doesn't do it, I'm completely out. I still like him as like a flex, but I'm low not feeling good about it. I, I, I like Robinson more, obviously, but I mean, for the ETN owners, they're the ones that were taking them around where I was taking Brees Hall, JK Dobbins, AJ Dillon. That was kind of where ETN was going, but he was going in the top of that group. So um, not ready to pull the plug yet. This might be a matchup where he could get us some fantasy points. I mean, I'm already locked in with James Robinson as a flex. I think you could treat ETN as a low-end flex. He's got 18 touches through two weeks, so, you know, nine touches a game so far. It's still early, so that could change, but... Yeah. Eek, nine touches a game, I don't... It's not don't good. Know. It's, it's not... not good. I'm, I'm concerned. My my, my uh, little gauge is over here in the red meter area, so, yeah, we're uh, we're not looking good on ETN. This is his last chance for me. One last guy to talk about with the Jaguars, and I hate that we even got to talk about Evan Ingram, but eight targets, caught seven for 46. Why is he catching the ball all of a sudden? Start ETN. Yeah, we're done. He's below. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I don't Drink milk. That. Oh, yeah, that's man. basically it. Yeah, that's we'll we'll come back tomorrow. We'll review the Thursday night or Friday, I should say. We'll review the Thursday night game and go over the last five games. We got three more afternoon games in the Sunday and Monday night games to go over. So um that's gonna be interesting. Sunday night football, the Niners are missing Trey Lance and then Dallas Cowboys on Monday night missing Dak Prescott. But Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Yep. And then on Thursday night. We have Cleveland missing Deshaun Watson and Pittsburgh missing their starting quarterback. Future starting uh, quarterback. No, no, no. <laughs> They're just missing their starting quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, yep. I'm missing quarterbacks on primetime oh, games. Thursday. I can't wait. Yeah. Should be fun. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um, we'll be back uh, possibly tomorrow, but definitely on Friday for sure to go over the Thursday night game and – I get you ready for the rest of uh, the I'll games on the week three slate Sunday night. Yep. Um, right on. All right. Well, you guys drink your milk, hit us up on social media. If you have any questions and until next time, peace out. Drink your beer, drink your milk, drink yep. whatever's in your cup. There you go. Good, good luck this weekend, guys. I'll see you guys Sunday night. All right. See you. Alrighty. Peace. Peace. Peace.